It is December 12th. Uh, get that Christmas shopping done. It is also Tuesday, and that means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters, but getting generations down them, that's what really matters. Bridgestone, visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Boy, uh, the beginning of a new era at the Bowling Green GM plant last night where the Chevy Corvette E-Ray, the first hybrid Corvette sports car, uh, was set to roll off the line. 655 horsepower, so it's got plenty of gas-powered oomph. It goes 0 to 60 in 2.5 seconds, the fastest straight-line acceleration of any Corvette in history. Wow. Hello! What's the distance? Um, it, well, it's not a range thing. It's a hybrid. Okay. Okay. It's a hybrid. Though Those days are coming. And it begs the question, what will racing look like in an electrical future, and what might it look like in an autonomous future? Mm. Will we see, as Jackie Stewart said, motor racing <laughs> happening without the benefit of a driver behind the wheel? Judd Herzer is director of Michigan State University Mobility, joining us live this morning for Mobility Makers with a great announcement on MSU embracing this autonomous racing future. Good morning, Judd. Hey, good morning, Guy. So what does this look like? I mean, when and will we see a green and white autonomous vehicle streaking around Indy sometime soon? You absolutely will. I'm thrilled to be announcing uh, that Michigan State University has joined uh, a racing series competition called the Indy Autonomous Challenge, and we will be racing Indy cars autonomously without a driver at speeds close to 200 miles an hour uh, at racetracks uh, across the U.S. and uh, across the world. You know what, Jamie? Um, we can't hear you. I think uh, we, we've got the wrong uh, mic potted up there. But uh, so let me just jump in here and ask Judd: Is this going to mean accident-free racing? Well, I certainly hope so. Um, that is the plan. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we, we'll be uh, in in the market for a new vehicle here real soon. But yeah, uh, I think the capabilities and, and potential for autonomous vehicle technologies could result in fewer crashes. But that's not to say that uh, it, it's perfect or that the future of motorsports would just be some streamlined versions of cars going really fast in circles without touching one another. Um, it, it still comes with all of the, the challenges and unknowns of uh, how the vehicle is going to perform other vehicles on the racetrack and just those variables um, that can happen in any race scenario um, that we're accustomed to, you know, with, with a racing series that involves drivers. So uh, I think you'll still get that same sense of, of excitement uh, that motorsports has to offer, uh, even though we're, we're going to be racing them autonomously. Jamie? Uh, I'm back. I have the right headset on now, Judd. Uh, I good just morning, to, Jamie. <laughs> good morning to you. I just wanted to ask, uh, you guys are partnering with an Italian company. It's a professor who's overseeing everything. Who are the students from MSU who are working on this? Yeah, so we've partnered with the Politecnico of Milana. Um, they are a, a technology institute out of the, uh, you know, uh, Italian uh uh, university corridor, and uh, we're, we're thrilled to, to be partnered with them. Um, 
yeah, this is this is a big opportunity for MSU students and Spartan engineers. Uh, you know, we are always on the lookout for bold, new, exciting ways to offer them experiential learning opportunities so they can take what they they learn in the classroom and apply it in a real world scenario. In this case, taking everything that they've learned about software engineering, autonomous vehicle operations, and sensor technologies, and putting it into uh, one of the most extreme practical applications that you can ask a vehicle to perform under. And uh, I think we're going to see some really cool innovations come out of that. Um, but we'll also see mobility talent, you know, that those engineers and software developers of tomorrow who are graduating out of MSU's programs, not just with the high tech skills that they'll need to succeed, but with the practical application understanding of how they work and a team mentality. Um, you know, an understanding of the culture of what it's like to work uh, together as a unit, which I think is really, really valuable for uh, tomorrow's companies. Judd, uh, you talk about these autonomous uh, cars, these race cars. How are they controlled? Is it like a, a, a wheel or kind of like esports? How, how does that work? Yeah, so don't think of it as, you know, like a robotic control where you've got a driver on the sideline who's, uh, you know, controlling a wheel and, and turning the vehicle itself. No, it's it's all done through uh, the sensors on the vehicle. So you'll have LIDAR, radar, and camera systems that are all taking in information as the vehicle travels and uh, adjusting the, the, the vehicle's movement or the vehicle's controls, uh, controlling its speed, uh, acceleration, deceleration, turning, um, and, and, you know, the vehicle is simply navigating itself based off of the, the uh, software and computer alg algorithms um, that, that the students and faculty have developed. We know that uh, the reason a lot of automakers get involved in motor racing, Judd, is because of the, the technology transfer opportunities there, that they can test things on the racetrack under the most demanding conditions and learn a lot about how those systems will operate. Will we see that level of technology transfer here, and how quickly will it trickle down to the average consumer? Yes, I, I, I certainly hope so, and that was one of the, the key reasons why MSU decided to get involved with the Indy Autonomous Challenge, this opportunity to uh, partner with, with uh, mobility companies, to partner with industry and uh, have them work alongside our researchers and, and students uh, and, and co-develop uh, these technologies with us. As for how soon we could see them trickle down into, you know, uh, commercial applications and, and the vehicles that you and I would drive on, on the roads, yeah. I, I can't say. Uh, you know, I would be maybe shocked if, if we had autonomous vehicles operating at 200 miles an hour down I-96 uh, in the next five years. But, um, you know, that, that potential is there. And right. I think there is a lot of high value uh, in a lot of the technologies that we will be developing. Very quickly, final question. When they start the race, will they say, gentlemen, start your engines? And exactly who will they ask? I was going to say there's no pit crew here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, hey, you never know. Uh, I might be out there changing some tires myself. I'm going to have to <laughs> practice that.
But uh, no, I, I think that you know a lot of these traditions and motorsports will have to carry through to the autonomous operations, and uh, I'm looking forward to to uh, seeing that checkered flag go. Yeah, and the bots will say, "You talking to me?" Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Judd. It's an exciting thing, and uh, hey, anytime we have a chance to cheer on the Spartans, whether it's uh, on the gridiron or at Indy, uh, we'll seize that opportunity. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate you, Guy, Lloyd, and Jamie. All Have right. a great day. Judd Herzer, director of MSU Mobility. Uh, it, is, it is fascinating. It is. Very. And I've seen these cars at CES, and they look just like the regular Indy race cars, except you do see just tons of sensors on them. But they're all integrated because, again, they want to be fast, and so it's it's not like the Coke cans on top of cars. So maybe it'll say, AI, start your engines. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start your engines, and please don't take over our society. <laughs> right. uh, we'll be back with more. You're on JR Morning, and when we return, um, you may have been afflicted with this, something called dessert stomach. We'll find out if it's real and what it means at uh, 649.